and Lex. Two imperfect six-figure business coaches, co-founders, and friends who decided to combine our superpowers to bring to market something we wish we had when we entered the world of coaching. A real, non-BS, intimate, and fun community built with integrity, intention, and a few glasses of wine. In this podcast, we get real. Real about life. Business. Relationships and what it really takes to find your version of success in the world of coaching. Are you ready, Lex? I'm set, Em. Let's coach. Hi, Lex. Hi, Emily, and hello, YouTube. How are you today? Do you like my giraffe? I like your draft. What is your draft? Where are you? I know where you are. Tell everyone else where you are. <laughs> oh, Meta Friends Baby Nursery, aka my podcast studio. What are you talking about? You're, and then, okay, what's the draft's name? Uh, Jerry. Jerry the giraffe. Uh, Ashlyn has a little draft stuffed animal, and its name is Stilts. Like it's a Stilts. baby baby one. It's literally. Oh, I don't know. It might have a name. I I didn't name it, so I just came up with that name right there. But he's very cute. A very cute nursery. Um, but yeah, I'm in, in San Francisco at the moment visiting some friends, and so it's been a week away from snowy Denver and traded it in for rainy California, so, which I think so you rainy. had too. So so rainy, guys. We hosted a masterclass, a live masterclass last night, and if you've been following the news, uh, I think this episode will not air until February. So this is now we're talking in past tense, but basically the state of Southern California was underwater. And I cut out of our live masterclass about, I don't know, 18 or 20 times. It was a hot mess. Um, but I watched the recording of it this moment and I just got to give a shout out to my girl, Emily, who, despite me freezing every two seconds, held it down like a champ. What an example of SHIT happens. You got to roll with it. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm, I'm very grateful for teamwork. And on the flip side, on Monday, I text Alex basically an SOS and I'm like, hi, I'm puking my brains out. I can do nothing today. And she whips up a whole masterclass. So, you know, we we had our moments of, of holding down the fort and it's been so, so great to have that teamwork in place because otherwise we would have just floundered. And, and you know what? If we did flounder, that's okay. Because guess what, guys? We're human and we are imperfect. So first and foremost, let this little soapbox be a reminder to each and every one of you watching or listening that stuff happens, life happens, and it's okay. You just got to roll with it, especially in business. But what's the most important thing is that at the end of the day, you're protecting yourself from burnout. That wasn't really a clever transition, but here we go. Today, mm. we're talking about how to avoid burnout when launching and growing your coaching business. That was a, that was a decent yeah, transition. Lex, be- before we properly transition, I just need to tell you, and I think everyone out there, they need to remember this song if they haven't listened to it in a while. But one of my favorite songs when I am feeling, I am feeling down, it is Chumbawamba Tub Thumper. I get knocked down, but I get up again never going to keep me down. And so like literally when I am having my worst days, I blast that song and I listen to it all over the house. Um, and it just reminds me like, whatever shit happens, you get knocked down, you're going to get up again. You get back up. Okay. I love that you said that. I'm going to share mine. Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't kill you makes you strong. (laughs) And then like lightning, (laughs) lightning hits you right there. (laughs) 
you're either dead or you're going to get stronger from it. Um, (laughs) But we're going to avoid you getting dead because that's where burnout leads in extreme (laughs) cases. Yeah. And Lex, I think to kick things off, why don't you share with everyone your story of burnout in the corporate world? Yeah. If you guys have been with us from the beginning of the show, then, you know, there's an episode where I talked a little bit about this, but a quick reminder to set the scene. I was, um, the vice president of PR marketing and business development. So I oversaw three departments at the fastest growing telecommunications company in America. That is relevant because I was a young 20 something girl, woman, woman, excuse me, operating in a male dominated industry and in a lot of uncomfortable rooms. I was operating at very high efficiency. I was great at my job, but I also was miserable. Um, miserable. And it all culminated to a random, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. I can't remember what day it was where literally I collapsed in my office and a couple male colleagues had to put together a makeshift stretcher to roll me out to my husband who had to take off work, come get me and drive me to the hospital. And long story long, (laughs) a bunch of things were happening. And one of the biggest culprits, one of the biggest root causes of all the things going wrong in my body was severe burnout. I mean, talk about a freaking wake up call. So this kind of inspired my transition into entrepreneurship. And I'm very grateful that I started entrepreneurship with the clarity and the mission to create a business from the get-go that doesn't put me back in the hospital. Yeah. And I I think that story, I love that you share it. And I love also that you had to, you had to be this single or one of the few women in your business who are younger than a lot of people. And you then had this super vulnerable moment where you were collapsed. So I'm sure there was a lot of um, uncomfortableness to be vulnerable in that moment. And how lovely that you were able to recognize that about yourself, that you needed a change and a transition to something else. And yeah, thanks. Um, And you know, what's interesting back, back in that moment, I thought my story was so unique. And now face that we're in, especially with female entrepreneurs and those entering the space, holy cow, it is such a common story. And I think we highlight that because our mission, Emily and I's mission with Ready, Set, Coach is to help people to build a sustainable coaching business that supports their lifestyle. We're very pro working to live, not living to work. And I think, yeah, I feel like we know so many people who have become coaches because something similar where they're like, I was paralyzed for half my life. And then I left the corporate world and I learned to walk again or something very extreme had happened. And usually there is a, we we talk about this a lot, even with our clients when they're finding, when they're looking for their own clients, like there's usually something that happened that has them seeking out their services. And similarly, like something happened to you and then you sought out a whole new offering, a whole new way to make money and a whole new way to produce. And I think with coaching, the corporate world is great for so many people and it's phenomenal. It offers structure and 401ks and like that, that stuff's great guys. I'm not knocking that. But if you, I think for the people that want to do a little bit more, have a little bit more control of their lives, the coaching is, is incredible and flexible and you don't have to hesitate to take a doctor's appointment. Or, um, I, I remember my boss used to always think that every time I took a doctor's appointment, I was interviewing elsewhere. I'm like, <laughs> no, I just, I just had a doctor's I appointment. I want to lose you. Yeah. And 
So to kind of kick off the tips we have here, the first one that I have, if you can, is make a commitment first and foremost to, and sorry if you guys heard that, I'll show everyone watching. My dog is that little white puff that just walked by me. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a pillow that was just moving. White, huh? white pillow. Um, the first, first step is to thoroughly commit to prioritizing your health. You know, easier said than done, but start from day dot building this business in a way that is going to support your health and get clear mm -hmm. on what that looks like. So can you give me some examples of what I mean there, Em? Yes. And I am going to give you examples because I didn't take this advice and I was the queen of launching a business and running straight into business, into burnout. So time blocking, be really, really strict about when you are going to work. I when I started my business, I worked 24 seven, I closed my eyes and I felt guilty, not working. Like I needed to stare at my business for it to survive or, or to keep it afloat. Um, so yeah, time block your, your schedule, give yourself time for you, be it time for, for working out for just vegging. If you are watching Netflix, close your laptop. You don't always have to have it open. Um, giving yourself the boundaries for weekends. I'm also huge on we are huge on time blocking your calendar for the future you you to thank you so for example birthdays holidays like that's the worst when you were working for yourself and you're like why is my memorial day completely blocked oh because i forgot to time block my calendar so using your calendar to your advantage yeah and i think one of the biggest aha moments that I can't, and I think Emily and I actually really demonstrate this perfectly as a duo. There is not a one size fits all to avoiding burnout. It is so, so important to understand your own personal energy levels. So Emily and I have very, very different thresholds <laughs> of, of energy. It's true. And um, so what I mean by that, I am someone, I am not a morning person and I am not a night person. I am like a healthy 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. person. That is when I thrive. Beyond that, I'm also someone who needs time to reset after a call. That's something I've learned about myself. So when I open up my Calendly, I time block it in such a way that allows me rest and recovery time in between calls where, Emily, what do you do? Mm, I'm a psychopath. Um, I like to power through my calls because one of the things with that as I'm a talker, as you guys all know. And if I don't, if I don't have them back to back, I'll continue through that five minute period. So I have a hard stop. I'm like, okay, Lexi, I want to let you know, I have a hard stop at 1130. And when I have a hard stop, like that's it. So, um, I like to power through, but I like to do them in chunks. So then I can be in the energy of spurts for calls versus just having them intermittently throughout my day. So the takeaway there is to sit down and start to brainstorm or pay attention to your energy levels. And what do you need as an individual to really show up in full capacity? This also works in terms of time blocking activities. So I like, I, I mean, motherhood has really put this on the forefront is understanding how much energy I need to perform a certain task. Mm -hmm. I call, I laugh and I go, what do I need my brain for? What do I not need my brain for? And I block my time per my brain capacity, meaning from nine to 12, I know I'm super, super like with it usually not today. <laughs> so, today's like a fake Friday. I feel like it's a fake Friday. It's, it's been a week, but I'll, I'll do my, like, I really need focus activities and I'll block myself then where my more multitasking ability tasks will be time blocked to the afternoon. 
And I think that's a really good thing to take inventory of for yourself. Like, it, are you someone that thrives at phone calls first thing in the morning? Or would that energy be better served writing and doing the hard things? I found that when I realized this and I took inventory of my own strengths, like I was using my superpower time for things that were low energy. And so I was putting the harder things to later in the day when my brain is complete mashed potato. And so you have to really rearrange your day to, to better fit you. And the other thing that, that I think is really, really vital, at least I think Lex, you do this too, is carving out personal time for yourself in the morning and morning in some capacity, like hell, it could be playing Wordle on your phone for five minutes in bed, or it could be writing down five things that you want to do in your journal, but just giving yourself just like a little bit of moment before you transition to your business. Lex, how can people find out how to work with us? Super simple. Go to readysetcoachprogram.com, link in show notes. I'm more for me, and this is again, personal inventory. I need that at night. Mm. So I'm ready to wake up and go mode. I don't actually, like a lot of people do morning meditation or journals. I don't need that to get me going. But what I do need is time to unplug in order to be able to go to bed. And what, again, a perfect, perfect example of not one size fits all. So really like have some honest time with yourself practice morning medicate medication take your medication <laughs> how do you really feel Alex we're uh, slip there huh? <laughs> um practice you know try if you don't know try like doing a morning journal see if that is something that resets you or see if you're someone who needs that me time in the evening and and really start to take notes and take again inventory is the the theme word of this episode on yourself. Um, okay. So beyond time blocking, what is another thing that we can offer advice we have to avoid burnout? Accountability. It could be like one girlfriend. It could be, um, joining a program. It could be hiring a coach, but having that accountability of answering to another person in some capacity, especially if you had just left your corporate job where you're used to like a manager check-in of some sort, being able to report to someone what you are doing is incredible. So I, when I first started, I had a group of girlfriends that were all entrepreneurs and we would be able to talk to each other and be like, okay, I pitched the thing I was wanting to pitch or i I made my website live, whatever the, that win was back in the day. What about you, Lex? Yeah. And I think we so often talk about accountability from a business lens to helping us do the damn thing, but it also can be used as a reminder to help you not burn out a mm-hmm. accountability partner for your health. Um, it can be someone involved in your business. Emily, you are this for me, which is fantastic. It can also be a partner. This is something, um, you know, if you are a partner and this is something that appeals to you, you know, my husband and I have pretty clear understandings with each other that, we, at the end of the day, put the phones down and we stop working and we have family time. It's almost like um, it's accountability and agreed accountability to stop working and be mm-hmm. present. So it can exist within business, within group programs. It can also exist with the people already in your life outside of your business. Yeah. And I think also with accountability, one thing to keep in mind is if you are wanting to do the damn thing, like if you want to quit your job or if you want to take the plunge into becoming a coach, saying it out loud keeps you accountable. So 
I did that for, for quitting my corporate job to, to start six degrees society full-time. I was like, hi, I'm starting six degrees full-time. Hi, I'm starting six degrees full-time. And I told so many people that at a certain point I was like, okay, I got to do the damn thing. I've got to rip off the bandaid. And by having it out into the world, like I couldn't fail them, even though they could care less, I couldn't fail them. No, I think that's so, so such a good point to bring up. And I like to, one of the things that helps me and look, I'm human. I'm not always perfect. I'm having a week. This <laughs> but You're always whole- perfect. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm perfect. Uh, practicing what you preach. So I, you know, I preach, Emily and I preach to have a lifestyle, to avoid burnout. And that helps actually hold me accountable sometimes and check myself. Like I can't be coaching. I can't be preaching this if I'm not self-practicing. So if that is something that helps you feel accountable. Like, I don't know, put up a sticky note on your desk that says practice what you preach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. So what's the next one, Lex? What do you do? Yeah. So I, I think from a very like practical standpoint, you need to also create sustainable systems. Once again, not a one size fits all approach. A good example here, I think is how Emily and I structure social media content production. Emily, Will you share with them how you go about creating this? What's your sustainable system? I was like, how do I do it, Lex? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what I like to do, so for my company, Six Degrees Society, I have everything mapped out for the entire month. What the themes are, I have the pictures and then writing the captions. So I'm done with my social media, usually a month or two in advance. And then my assistant schedules it, uploads it, like does the whole thing. And I I just engage with it on social media. same thing with my personal social media and for Ready, Set, Coach. Lex, on the other hand, has a different system. Yeah, so I don't as much batch social media, but there's other, and the reason why, let me caveat this, for the PR bar, just because I try to really talk into current events, and so that's kind of hard to predict out, out, forecast out, but I like to batch different types of content. So when, for example, I need to re-record part of curriculum for the PR bar, I'll set aside or, or batch out, you know, one day every quarter where that is what I focus on. So I batch in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I batch content um, blogs, you know, I'll sit down, it'll be a blog writing day. That's something that I can batch. Um, sustainable systems for me is also utilizing technology to do some things for me and to automate some things. So here's a quick example of something that I recently upgraded. Um, for the PR bar, I have accountability check-ins for each individual one-on-one client. And I used to do those very, very manually. I have now automated that. So on a given day and time, there's an accountability robot (laughs) that drops their check. And it's to both the client and my benefit because one, I'm not missing them anymore. Um, And so it's a lot more consistent and it's one less thing from my plate so that I can show up in a place of a full cup and not, you know, burning the candle at both ends. And when you do accountability robot, is it a robot or is it like a scheduled Slack? It's a scheduled Slack robot. So cool. That's, that's another thing that I think we should talk about too. It's just the important of like what you said, giving yourself days and mindsets to do certain things. So if like Monday, the first Monday of the month is your writing Monday, like give yourself a whole day just to be in writing flow and get that stuff out of your system. Um, and similarly like scheduling, scheduling 
check-ins. Like you can pre-schedule a lot of things. So while it might be like one day of a little bit of annoying work, but future you is always going to thank you because it's already pre-scheduled. Yeah. Big fan of scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I, I guess my last point I want to share um, is a reminder that my, one of the most like repeated cliche, whatever quotes is you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. But this really came into the example I want to share. What I'm getting at happened last night. So I had a rough day yesterday. I did. And then we have this really tech hectic masterclass where <laughs> despite what I tried, personal hotspots, restarting Wi-Fi, I could not get onto Emily and I's event. I was having a day. There was other things going on. I, despite being very, very behind on a lot of things in my to-do list mounting, saw myself at the cusp of burnout. And I saw that I texted Emily. I'm like putting my phone down. I'm stepping away from work. I'm stepping away from life. I am allowing myself to feel all the feels I need to get it out of my system so that I don't burn out. And so Mm -hmm. I literally put my phone in a different room and I turned on, I handed my child to my husband and I turned on a Netflix show and I just allowed myself to feel however I needed to feel to kind of cleanse myself of it. Um, and I, I think I'm sharing that because it's okay to, to not always have your shit together guys. (laughs) Oh, amen to that. And amen to knowing that you didn't push through the discomfort to, to text back or to people please, or to try to do work that would be mediocre and you're going to have to redo in the future. Sometimes the best bet, like what you said, is just put on the Netflix show or put yourself to sleep. And mm-hmm. when I feel that way, I'll put myself to sleep. And I'm like, Emily at five 30 in the morning, it's going to be a much better Emily than Emily at eight 30 at night. So I'm going to go to bed at eight 30 tonight and I will feel energized when that new person comes around. Such a good point. And like our little last reminder for you guys, mm-hmm. sleep, food, sleep, water, we're human beings. We, we, we are machines that we have to keep running. And mm-hmm. you can generally pinpoint that if you're feeling like you're going towards burnout, have you, have you eaten lately? Have you gotten enough sleep? Heck, when's the last time you had a glass of water? Like simple things, guys, we need these as human beings. Yeah. I think those are great reminders for people to be like, wait, where's my water bottle? <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not nearby. <laughs> I, need, I need it myself included. I'm like, it's in the other room. Oh, well, Lex, I'm so glad that we were able to teach these lessons based on our own personal experience. Yep. So we're going to give you some homework before we wrap it up today. And the theme of the episode was inventory. So your homework is just that sit down and take inventory of your personal energy levels of your health. What do you need? How do you operate? What my dog is barking really wants out. Mac really needs his personal space. That's what he needs. But what do you need? And allow yourself to start to brainstorm and create a system that uniquely fits your personal energy levels. And with that, we will see you the next time on the Ready Set Coach Coach Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Bye-bye now. Bye. If you're enjoying the Ready Set Coach Podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.